Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first real episode of the Your Two Best Friends podcast with your hosts, Annalise Lacasse and Danielle Hanlon. We are so excited <laughs> to be with you and go on this journey with you and really make you feel like you're sitting with your two best friends talking about the Lord and your faith and kind of just two girls going through life in 2024. We realized very early on into recording these podcasts that we were not one of those, two of those girls that the Lord really blessed with really soothing, nice voices that you're really going to want to listen to. And so we hope you like our personalities instead. And <laughs> um, God gave us other gifts. And I hopefully think like some of the things we say are good. <laughs> yes. Hopefully some of the things we say are, are good and you resonate with them. And yeah, we're happy to be here with you sharing our experiences and our life in this format. So we're thankful you're along for the ride in our friendship and in our walk with the Lord. So this episode, we want to talk about something that we did this year that was a little bit crazy and was something that we did together in late, I guess last year was 2023 now. And in late 2022, Annalise and I were really on this journey together, we started getting really close and we started really just in conversation talking about what we were going through spiritually. Almost every time we were talking, we were talking about this idea we had of consumption and just how much we consume in our lives. And so we decided that for all of 2023, we were not going to shop at all. And maybe for some of you who are better savers and are really good with money or you don't shop a ton, you're like, that's what I've been doing my whole life. But for myself personally, and I think maybe Annalise as well, which is why we both did this, that was not the case. And so it was a really big challenge. Some people thought it was a little bit crazy and didn't really believe we could do it, which part of me didn't really even believe we could do it, but we made it out the other side. It's 2024. We did not shop for a whole year. And so we wanted to talk about our experiences with that and what it did for us in our spiritual life. Yeah. Yeah. So really about this time last year, maybe a month previous, um, Danielle mentioned to me that she was going to not shop, buy clothing for a year. And it was very appealing to me at first because as like the Christmas season was happening, I remember actually texting Danielle like, what do I want for Christmas? Because throughout the year, I kept like purchasing everything I needed. And so when it came to Christmas time, I honestly had no clue. Like, well, what is something that I would want or need? Because I was fulfilling all those things. Like if I wanted a new sweater, I'd buy a new sweater, I'd buy a new pair of pants, whatever. And so um, I think, yeah, it, it made Christmas a little bit like, okay, like even more stuff. I don't know. I, I just didn't have have a need for for any of these things. Um, and it was really showing me this problem that I had within where it was so easy for me to just like constantly be buying something new um, instead of, of being like content with the, all of the clothes that I already had. And so, yeah, that is really what initially made me want to do that um was was seeing that around those times birthdays and christmas i i didn't know what i wanted that was something i was noticing as well it was this lack of want for anything mm -hmm. we were talking about that and we were like what do we want for christmas what do we want for birthdays 
talk about a real first world problem when <laughs> someone wants to spend so much money on you or people are asking and you can't think of one thing you want or you need. So that was something we both were like, okay, first of all, red flag. What is that doing to us that we can't even think of something because we've already bought it for ourselves? No sense of delayed gratification or mm-hmm. even just being like, I want that. I don't have to have that. So that was, I think, one of our tip-offs. For me, I think it was just the sheer like fact that I didn't want to do this. Just how mm-hmm. appalling it was to me in my mind to be like, I don't want to do that so bad. I was thinking of trips I had planned, or I was thinking of just events that I was going to go to or be like, well, now I'm not going to be able to buy outfits for those. Now I'm not going to be able to do this or do that. And that started revealing into me my heart of like, first of all, why do I need a new outfit for all these occasions? Why do I feel like I need a new outfit for this Instagram picture or this trip or whatever? Mm And kind of bringing that to the Lord and be like, okay, Lord, what is this? And the Lord revealed to me that I had an addiction to shopping. And that sounds so crazy. And people were like, what are you talking about? It's really embarrassing to be like, yeah, I was literally addicted to shopping. But I was. I was obsessed with consuming. I ordered things that I work from home. I didn't wasn't even going to wear. I wear sweats most of the time and my leggings. I, I really wasn't leaving the house. And so... I'm ordering these things that first of all, weren't practical for my lifestyle, but I saw on Instagram and I had to have, or I wanted, or was on trend for two minutes and I was buying into those micro trends. So there was no just discernment of what is actually something good to go in your closet. It was, I want, I will have, I see it, I will have. And so Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people in our culture, especially in America have this as well. It's why we buy into fast fashion and cheaper things. So We can use it one time and then not feel bad about not wearing it out again. And so I think a lot more of us, if we're really honest with ourselves, are also addicted to shopping in the same way. Maybe some of you aren't and you are, you know, way better than I was or, you know, at a different place than we were at. But it was something that was really profound that the Lord had to be like, yes, this is a huge problem in your life. So we were both like, okay, this is a big challenge. Annalise's husband joined us in that. Alec did it with us. My husband has been doing it, I think, his whole life. He's still wearing pants from high school, which is 12 years ago now. And so he did not do it because he's very good at it. And um, he actually very much needed so many things that I was like begging him to buy one thing. (laughs) Connor is like anti-consumption. He was already so good. So that also helped um, Mm -hmm. in me doing this because I really didn't have temptation to do it anyway coming from at least him. So what was so important about the fact that maybe we did it together that probably helped us be successful? So totally uh, accountability. There were times like throughout this journey throughout the past year where things would come up like going to the Taylor Swift concert and you're seeing like everyone's posts on um, Instagram and like TikTok, whatever. And everyone's wearing their sparkly dresses and they're wearing their boots. And I was like, I need Western boots. I need like, uh, wait, what are they called? Country, like Western? They're called like cowboy Cowgirl boots. Cowgirl boots. You were a cowboy. (laughs) Cowgirl boots, cowboy boots. Um. Anyway, I was convinced that I needed a pair for this concert because I'm like, well, what else would I wear? And so 
I was, even though we were doing this, I was still going to try and like scheme the system. So I was like, Danielle, I do have a gift card to DSW. And so I think I could buy a pair of boots technically because it's not like real money. And so doing it together, having someone to like talk these things over with, and we would be like graceful with each other, like in those conversations, if you're on the receiving end of like that text about like, I think I need blah, blah, blah. And so in the end, I decided not to get my cowboy boots, cowgirl boots. Uh, which one is it? <laughs> I think it's cow. I, I guess you would be a cowgirl. Cow I don't. <laughs> um, and so I decided not to get them. And, and I know now looking back at, at this situation, that it was something I would have spent like a hundred and whatever dollars on, um, worn for one event. Maybe if I got invited to a, a hoedown, I would like wear them out again. But all those times in our culture yeah. that we get invited to hoedowns, um, so on and so forth. Yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, it would sit in my closet for probably mm -hmm. two years. And then I would go through my clothes and I'd be like, why do I have these boots in here? And I would donate them to the thrift store. And um, I'm just con contributing again, like to this problem. And so. I think, yeah, it was so important that we did it together because we were able to be accountable to one another when making those decisions. And um, also, I guess, just like rooting each other on of like, okay, like we can do this. Like you're, you're knowing we weren't in it alone and um, all, yeah. So encouraging each other, I feel like that was really important. And then also, um, I guess like if the Lord spoke to us something through this, through this time, then we were able to share that with the other person of like what God was speaking to us. And then I guess bless them with, with that thought or whatever the Lord was speaking to us. And so, yeah, I would say that that is what, what was most helpful to me about doing it with one another. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't know if I would have made it if I did it alone. And so if you're listening to it, um, hopefully you have someone that can be accountable, but you can do it alone. I think it's a little bit harder, but um, I would encourage you to try or maybe try a month or something like that, but doing it together. And if you can find someone to do it with you, I think it's just the best way to try to be successful in something like this because you're tempted in so many areas. And so mm -hmm. to practically do this, Elise and I, for the first month of the year, we both deleted Instagram. And you don't have to delete social media. Social media is not inherently bad. Even shopping is not inherently bad. But to, I think that was the main tempter, at least for me, is like seeing all these reels and like people are getting dressed. And even the trends of like a capsule wardrobe make you just throw out everything you have and rebuild it. And then you're like, this actually doesn't even work in my lifestyle or how I want to dress. And so just being tempted by so many things and just mm -hmm. a lot of trends. I'm sure my algorithm was also geared towards it because that's what I wanted to watch. I liked fashion. I liked watching these outfits being put together. And so we both deleted that for the first month. And I think intermittently throughout the year, like it was helpful if maybe we were like, oh, I think especially around the end of the year when we're shopping for Christmas gifts for other people. For yeah. us, I was texting Annalise and I'm like, Annalise, it's like so hard, like October, November. I'm like, I'm just feeling the bug of like mm -hmm. wanting to shop and we're so close to being done. So practically we took steps to make sure we weren't put in like temptation super early to do this. Right. And then we also, number 
like Annalise said, gave each other grace. I mean, like if you needed underwear, go get underwear. You need a sock, go get a sock. It was mainly like, you don't, we had clothes, plenty of clothes to clothe us, plenty of clothes. We weren't going out naked anywhere. Mm -hmm. We didn't have something that we needed. We were more than equipped to go a whole year without it. Maybe we weren't going to love the style. Maybe we weren't going to love the fashion we were having, Mm -hmm. but what we needed was not lacking. And that was another yeah. reason we started this. I think we both looked at our wardrobes and we're like, we have huge closets. And all we say is we have nothing to wear. Right. And that struck me that so many people around the world would look at my closet and be like, you're rich. You have so many clothes. You have so many things. And I would look at my closet ungratefully and say, I have nothing to wear. Mm-hmm. And that really hit home for me because I, I work in admissions and you see just how many people around the world like don't have. And mm-hmm. my heart was constantly wanting more. It was constantly ungrateful. It constantly felt this need to consume and to buy and to just, it wasn't good. It wasn't a good heart. And so yeah. we don't want you to think that we think shopping's bad or buying clothes are bad or something, but the heart that we felt it was creating in us, buying into this culture of constant consumption, constantly feeling like we had to buy new clothes was making our hearts not be aligned with the Lord's heart for that. So we need to address that, pull ourselves out of this totally. We were like, we want to just stop. We want to get a handle on it. We want to see outside, like how is this affecting us? What are we doing? We just don't even want to engage in it at all. And then next year, see how we change what we saw and then evaluate, like, how are we going to move forward? So we don't want you to think like, we think that that's bad or very legalistic. Like if you buy something like you're sinning or, you know, you buy fast fashion at any time you're sinning because realistically you can't avoid that altogether. But that's why that was the heart behind it. It's always heart before, like, we're not judging the action. It's like, you want to look at your own heart. So that's kind of how we practically were able to do that. I think our husbands also were able to keep us accountable yeah. and have a lot of grace. Like if we text each other, be like, oh, I really want this being like, yeah, that really does suck. Instead of being like, shape up, like you are being the worst right now. Like how dare you? It was like, yeah, that does suck. Like that is so cute. But maybe yeah. save that for later or send it to your husband as a gift idea and just forget it. And so many times I would never think about it again. Like right. how many things that I remember buying the year before that I didn't even own anymore because I'd already given away or like those boots that you were saying, like how many trousers did I need to buy into the trend for when again, I work from home? Like how many of those, you know, oversized suit jackets when that was really big. I'm working from home. I go out like two times a week. So um, it was really silly when you go back and look at how many things like I need this and you don't. So those are some practical tips that we were able to use to stay on track, but mostly accountability was, I think the hugest thing because we reminded each other of our vision the whole time. It was like, Annalise, like this is why we're doing it. I was like, Annalise, this is why we're doing it. And that was what really motivated us to do it together and and how it practically helped us. Um, So Annalise, if we want to get into um, maybe how, how this did impact us, how it changed our view on our culture, how it changed our view on how we participate in that. And then maybe needs versus wants yeah so I think throughout this process and this is something I have already been aware of but I guess was still buying into is as you were saying like these micro trends and fast fashion and so I guess for those who 
who maybe you don't know what that is. So like fast fashion is how um, companies are just like constantly putting out new styles, new trends. And then it's, it's, they constantly have a lot and they're constantly creating new, right? This is a, a lot of companies like H&M or Zara, fill in the blank. These companies all participate in fast fashion. And so I guess I was able to see through not shopping for a year, like not buying into some of these trends and then already seeing some of these trends start to like move away. Um, like different shoes that like suddenly everyone wants and you buy and then by the next year it's out of style. And so I think that through this, I was really able to yeah, see how the Western culture like is so shaped by consumerism and at the expense of, as you were saying, like those that are creating this, uh, creating these products and also at the expense of our environment because it's made from, um, typically fast fashion is made from cheaper materials. So it's made from polyester, it's made from acrylic and these materials that are not biodegradable. And so, yeah, it, it really was showing me that what was at the root of my heart, this like consumerism and um, brokenness and, and even uh, I guess like almost, yeah, like being discontent um is also like what it, it seems like is at the root of western culture right now in in many ways um and maybe that's such like a oversimplification or i'm i'm not saying that this is everyone is experiencing this but i do think within our culture that um yeah people really are I, I guess I don't fully know how, how to phrase that, but like people are putting their desires or their wants above, um, I don't know, someone, someone else's life even, like for them to receive a fair wage. And so I, I guess it was really showing me just like greater injustice that's out in the world. Yeah, I think you were you were talking about a really good point of just this discontentment in culture and this constant need for the next thing and more. And that is definitely manifested in our fast fashion and just even driving companies to make things cheaper and cheaper because they know that we're not going to use them next year. And so you're spending money over and over on things you're just going to throw out. They don't, um, you know, go back into the earth in a, a friendly way. And so we're not only creating pollution, we're also, you know, buying into modern slavery that I, clothes are the, the third most third riskiest item to buy that are at mm -hmm. risk of being sourced from modern slavery. Um, electronics is up in there. Coffee's up in there as well. Um, but clothing is very high on the list. And America buys the most of it. We are the largest consumer mm -hmm. of clothing in the world. And so I think you were on to a really good point of this This just shared discontentment in culture and what we're using things to fill that and what really is, it's the Lord that we're missing, but it's so easy for Christians to even like buy into that when everyone around you is doing it. Mm -hmm. I was noticing through this in my own heart, like you were saying, 
I was using buying things to fill voids in me. You know, Mm -hmm. if I was trying to cope with something so often I use shopping as a coping mechanism. And, you know, if I was upset, if I had a bad day, I'd buy something and the dopamine rush would really just make me feel better. And I may never use that thing. Or if I was going on a trip, like I had mentioned, I convinced myself I need new things. If I was going out for my birthday, if I was doing this, I made all these excuses in my head that seemed like really good enough reasons to just keep consuming more and more. And then I realized, when will that ever end? Like, what if I have 90 birthdays and like 70 of those I have to buy a new dress for? That's a really sick thing to think about. And that's the trajectory that our culture is on and what a lot of people are on. I remember mentioning we were doing to some friends and I was like, oh, you could try it for a month. And someone was like, I couldn't not shop for a month. And I was like, that's an addiction. That's, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. And not to shame people, not to be like, oh, I want you to feel guilty. But sometimes it's so hard to see accurately when you're in it, that this is objectively a pretty crazy way to live. No one, no other culture in history has done this. Mm-hmm. No other time in history has this been done. No other country in the world besides really the Western countries do this. They have a few garments and that's plenty. That's fine. And I don't think fashion's bad having more things, but I think when we don't have a handle on it and we don't have control and we don't understand and can control like our flesh in that, that's where it really gets away from us. And that's where it gets pretty bad. And so Western culture keeps pushing that. Like you need more, you need the next thing, you need the next trend, you need to go on this next vacation, you need to do the next this. And so that's what is also revealing me in other areas where I was way over consuming where I was more apt to also have this discontentment in life. Mm -hmm. And so I think not doing it for a whole year really made me sit and confront that head on and Mm -hmm. be like, why is my heart so restless? Because I'm filling things that should be filled with the Lord in certain places of my heart with things that are not of the Lord and that aren't inherently bad. But when I put them in the place that the Lord should be in my heart, that's an idol and then it is bad. And so that's the difference where we, again, don't want you to think it's like, bad shop or we're, we're judging people for shopping or we had to evaluate our heart posture and be like, what are we using this to fill? Where are we, um, where are we integrating ourselves in culture where we shouldn't be? Where should we be more aligned with the Lord and Holy Spirit? Yeah. So I think something that you said, um, that stands out to me is, you know, how this is a way of filling that that space that the Lord is is supposed to fill in our hearts. And I could really see that this like discontentment, this consumption was at the root of it. It wasn't just um, shopping, right? Mm -hmm. Because like when we cut out shopping, then my go-to was like, all right, I'm spending more time on Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, let's cut back on Instagram because also that's perpetuating me wanting to shop. So take a break from Instagram and then it's like, okay, now I'm just watching all these shows and stuff on my phone throughout the day. And so it's like, I'm consuming this more TV or I'm consuming more food than is healthy or like whatever, fill in the blank. And so I think through that, by cutting away at these different things, I was able to see it's not these things that are the enemy, right? It's like this, this, this void within myself that can only be filled um, by relationship with God, but I'm just filling it with all of these other things. And so that's what makes it unhealthy. Like shopping is not bad. And, and Danielle and I enjoy like fashion and clothes and all these things. And so 
not saying that at all that like that is the enemy um there are totally ways to go about like shopping ethically and in a sustainable way um and then also looking cute doing it like that's fun um but but at the heart of it is replacing um this space within us that it's only meant for god to fill and so i think throughout this year of of cutting back that is something that i was really able to see like how am i trying to replace god in my life and and really it was in those areas that is stated of like yeah shopping or um social media and just like honestly the distraction of my phone and so yeah that was a really good lesson to learn and and really helped my relationship with the lord by cutting back on these things and so i guess i would suggest maybe someone's listening to this and maybe it is shopping that is like a stronghold for them but maybe it's something else like maybe you find that you are addicted to your phone or um watching television all the time or maybe even like reading books or or over consuming food whatever that is that you've made um an idol or a god in your life like think about giving it up for a year that might be really hard to go without social media for a year or whatever but we we can stand on the other side of giving up something that was really hard and say that it was so worth it for the relationship that now we have with the lord and doing it with someone so like the relationship you have with that person it is well worth it and one last thing about that. Um, I also in this season was really able to see uh, God's faithfulness. And so I wasn't shopping. And so there would be times like I was going through my jeans. I'm like, what the heck? Have I been like buying pants that are all one size too small? I feel like all of my pants do not fit me well. Not all of them, but several of them. And so I was like going through and get rid- getting rid of them. And I mentioned that to one of my friends and then she was like, oh my gosh, I was just going through my jeans and I have all of these pants that are in your size, like come over and try them on. And so it was incredible because I was able to, number one, see my friend's generosity and then also see God's faithfulness of like, if you sacrifice this to me, like I'm going to bless you. And so that was really awesome. Yeah, that is one of my favorite things. We definitely both saw that. I think I saw my sister. Um, she's my little sister too. She was like, oh, you want some hand-me-downs and stuff? And I was like, yes. Like us moving more into like sustainably getting either new clothes or adding to our wardrobe, but also not feeling like we had to do that. It was like when I was even looking through her clothes and being like, what will fit in my closet that I don't want to give up in a couple of years? I saw it even changing my mindset of, how I wanted to, instead of just take everything, yes, free stuff, be like, okay, what am I not going to get rid of? What am I going to keep? What is going to fit in my, even practically seeing my style shape itself? Because you are like limited. And so we also had fun, Annalise and I were talking about that, being really creative with what's in our closet. We were like, okay, this is an event we're going to, how do we make what we have work? And that was actually really fun because I was wearing clothes that I kept for years and I'm like, Oh, I'll wear this eventually. Oh, I'll wear this eventually. And I did, I actually wore it. And so then going back and being like, what didn't I wear? And really weeding that out where, you know, my style didn't work anymore. And also just being like, what is a style that glorifies the Lord? 
I think, you know, we have also been on a little bit of like a modesty journey and being like, what does that look like in 2024? There's Mm -hmm. like always, I feel like so many people that are um, really on different sides of the spectrum with modesty or it's kind of a, a triggering topic with purity culture being what it was and maybe being so harmful to so many things, including our view of what God calls us to in modesty, but really even bringing that to the Lord and being like, how do I honor you with the clothes that I wear on my body and not having them be like, I want to wear this. I don't care what the Lord thinks being like, okay, Lord, do you have a lot of things to say about this or do you not? But I'm not scared of bringing that to him because I'm not like worried that I wouldn't be able to buy something if I'm convicted about a certain thing. It was just like, Lord, I'm giving it all to you. I I don't care because I care about you and who you're making me more than I care about buying this thing. So it really was so beautiful in the way that we encountered the Lord in those ways this year. And so I think at first it felt really difficult. Like Annalise and I said, we had to delete Instagram. We could not be tempted. I mean, I remember New Year's Eve, we were together, Annalise and I, and um, some of our college friends spend every New Year's Eve together. It's a really fun tradition we've had. And I remember buying a sweatshirt. Our friend where I was wearing this really cute sweatshirt from Lululemon, and it was so cute. And I was like, I have to have it. It was on sale. And I literally bought it like just before midnight. I was like, I have to have this. I can't buy anything again. And now I wear that sweatshirt sometimes. Did I need to have it in that way? No. But I even see how like silly that was. I was like, I've got to, I've got to, you know, make the buzzer. I've got to like get the clothes before the time runs out. And so in the beginning, it was hard. It was like, I was thinking of, you know, my family was taking a vacation to Europe and I was like, I want all these clothes. Like I want to look more European or dress like that. And I was like, so I would use them for two weeks and never use them again. I want to dress like myself. I want to dress like me. And so it really helped in those ways. And so at first it was, it was bad. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I was addicted to shopping. I really was. And so starving an addiction is the first way in any addiction that you confront it, you have to quit. You have to starve it cold Turkey. When you're addressing an addiction in your life, you can't feed it haphazardly it has to be cut off. And then the Lord will show you ways you can either add it back in, or maybe if it's something you have to abstain from for quite a long period of time, that's any addiction. And so shopping as silly as that is of having been one of my addiction, I had to cut off cold Turkey. So in the beginning, I felt like I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so hard. Like I remember these slides that I really, really loved. And they're like a hundred dollars and they're my favorite slides. They're like Tempur-Pedic and they went on sale for $40. And I remember the month of January, I'm like thinking of all the ways I could get them. I was like, Connor, you could probably buy them now and give them to me for Valentine's day in February. And like, you know, you could probably buy them and they wouldn't count. But if you bought like all the ways I can manipulate myself getting them. And I never thought about them again didn't buy them the world didn't end and I never thought about them again and so now I feel free and my word for the year in the beginning of 2023 was actually freedom and I did not think it would have anything to do with Annalise and I having this goal for shopping I thought I'm like I don't know what it's going to be about but I saw myself in so many other ways besides this my soul was a slave to things that were not God consumerism being one of them shopping being one of them. My heart was under submission to things that were not the Lord. And I saw the Lord in so many ways through my life this year, bring freedom. And this was one of the ways, one of the ways that I was serving another master. That was not God. I I had to have it. I wanted it. I thought about it all the time. This is stuff that like consumed my life. It was something I didn't even feel like I could give up. And that's when I was like, this is a really huge problem. 
as you brought up like your word for the year last year my word for the year was like yes and just felt that god was saying to be like obedient to the things that he called me to and so for me this was something that the lord was just calling me to do calling me to be obedient to say yes to this to sacrificing this thing and so um yeah saying yes was a very good decision and i can definitely see again as you were saying like more freedom on the other side and i'll say more freedom because i there's room like i there are things that i still need to um like put on the altar things that i need to um continually even specifically like with shopping or this consumerism i i think that this is something that i will continually need to bring back to the lord and of saying like i don't want this to um like fill your space within my life and so yeah i but i can definitely see a difference in how i first started last year versus where i am now and even the way that i view shopping going forward like i i yeah i don't want to participate in as we were saying like those micro trends fast fashion and um for me i i really have always loved thrifting and so i think that is something it's like a very easy I mean, it's something that I want to continue doing is thrifting as like my, like my main source of shopping for clothing. But even within that of that, I, that can get out of control as well. Like, oh, I need this, these $5 pairs of pants or like this, oh, it's $5 for this sweater. I need it. But like, no, you don't actually need that. Um, and so, yeah, I, but, I, but I do see, I see a difference within myself, but I also see that it's something I'll like continually need to work on yeah we'll continually be refined I think even even in myself it's like I think I could you know you I could eventually get back to that same place I think mm -hmm. the Lord has brought so much freedom in so many areas but you know we're definitely not outside the influence of culture we're not like apart from that that's not like separate from our lives we're very much in it we're a part of it and it's always going to be something that's probably a temptation and realistically mm -hmm. with the way that we're moving, it's probably going to get worse. And so um, we would really encourage you to to think about that. Maybe you don't even need a year. Maybe you're like, I'm just going to like cut down or I'm going to give myself a certain budget or I've decided I, I'll just research some ethical, sustainable brands. Or if, you know, those are expensive and hard to get, then whatever I get, I'm making a, a rule that I, I have to use it for like five years. So I've ten, like really making things last. That's another way to really make things sustainable. If like a lot of, you know, ethical brands are more expensive, are more money. Like if they're making sure that there's no modern slavery or they're making sure it's good for the environment and good quality material, that can get really expensive. So thrifting, great option, but also the commitment of like making sure it's not a micro trend and something you'll wear for a long period of time is another way to make things that might be fast fashion into something, a more sustainable option. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be a perfectly black and white thing because you'll, you honestly may never know. So those are just some tips, but, um, this year, you know, we were talking about in our own lives, is it something you're going to continue or is it something you're going to stop? And Annalise and I, um, which has been a really wonderful thing that we talk about in our episodes where we've been on like the same journey spiritually, a little bit different. I think the Lord Taylor's things to each of us beautifully. But this year I was telling her, I think I'm going to work on contentment because mm -hmm. what the year revealed to me was I needed to stop shopping. 
I had to cut off the addiction at his head. But what it revealed was my heart was discontent. Like I still wanted, I still pined for things. I still made lists of things I wanted to give people for like their, my birthday and Christmas. That was part of our practicality. You know, we could receive clothes like for gifts or things. We just couldn't buy them, but I wanted, I wanted the whole time. And it was things I still didn't need and things I still realistically may not have used. And so I was really praying about that. And I was like, God, I want to be content. I want to be content with what I have. I don't want to live this way anymore. You know, constantly wanting to make more money, constantly want to do more things, constantly want to get more stuff. And again, it's the pull of our culture, the pull, pull of this Western society is to want more, to do more, to make more, to always be more, to hustle more. And Annalise and I have also been talking a lot about like rest in our lives and being content in who we are and whose we are and in what we have, especially. And so this year, I think I'm going to do another year of not shopping for me personally. Mm -hmm. I've included other things in that last year in the beginning, I really wasn't shopping for clothes and stuff, but I kind of channeled that energy into other places. Maybe I was really helping my husband shop for things if he needed something or channeling that into maybe some more makeup or skincare of things like I could buy because I needed them, but I probably didn't need all the products I'm buying. And so this year, again, those things aren't bad to buy at all. But what I saw in my heart was something that still needed to be rooted out. And that was this discontentment, not feeling like I ever have enough. And so for me this year, it's going to incorporate more things. I think last year we had like practical things like, oh, you can ask for things for your birthday. But this year I told my husband, I don't want to ask. I want to enjoy the gift of someone thinking of things for me and getting it for me and not being like, oh, thank goodness. I was like waiting for this because I couldn't buy it myself. And and just being content and happy and joyful in all the things God's given me. I want for nothing. I need for nothing. And if I can't live, have my heart be content in those things, how is my heart going to be content in seasons where maybe I do want for something or maybe I do need something or I'm waiting on the Lord? You know, the Lord asks us to be content with the things that we have. And mm-hmm. um, it's just something that I personally want to root out in my life. So that's how it's going to look for me going forward in the year 2024. Um, I'm really trying to work on that contentment. And so maybe at the end of the year, we'll have a new update with how that went and the things that the Lord has taught me. But I'm really, really excited because seeing this year, it was so hard. And I know this is going to be just as hard. It definitely doesn't seem easy, but I was like, I can do it. The Lord gave me strength. I had strength in my friends and in my relationships. And on the other side, I'm like, holy cow, sacrificing things feels like you're like, oh, I'm restricted. I don't have freedom. That's what sacrifice feels like. But on the other side, I was like, that is freedom. Giving yourself boundaries is freedom because you're not a slave to something else. You're not in service to something else. I thought I was free to buy anything I wanted. I thought that was freedom, that I could do whatever I wanted, buy whatever I wanted, have whatever I wanted. And I was just a slave to so many other things. I was a slave to culture. I was a slave to social media influencing. I was a slave to consumption. So many things that my heart was under submission to, like I said, that was not the Lord. That wasn't freedom. I didn't feel free. I felt anxious. I felt bad. I didn't feel good. And now on the other side, I feel so good. And Mm -hmm. so if I can encourage you in that today, you know, sometimes when we do things for the Lord, it feels like we're giving up so much. It feels like that's another rule to have. That's another, you know, almost feels like in the realm of legalism, like that's just something that God wants to take away from us or he doesn't want us to have. 
But so often that's our way of thinking in our human brain, that it's like, if we're restricted in something, that's not freedom. But freedom doesn't mean no restrictions. It means we're not a slave to even ourselves and our flesh and our own mind. We have the freedom to operate in the things of the Lord, even when our flesh tells us different. That's freedom. That's not being a slave to your body and your flesh and your mind, which can be corrupt and they can want bad things. That's real freedom. And so, yeah, if I can encourage any of you in that, um, Lisa and I really saw that. And like she said, maybe it's not shopping for you. Maybe that's not what you need to do this year. But maybe we can encourage you to ask the Lord, what am I not bringing under submission to you and what do I serve? So, Annalise, what are you doing in this year? How are you continuing in this? Or what are you taking from this? What is that going to look like for you? Yeah. Yeah. And so I would say while shopping was an area of struggle um in my life i don't know if um i don't know if 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 that is necessarily like the main um the main area of discontentment in my in my life and so for me when it comes to shopping this year i do think i will begin to shop again but with very great like boundaries um and restrictions and so uh for instance like my husband and I have a specific budget each of us like personal budget for each month of of what we can shop um that's like clothes and like personal stuff um and then also I want to be very intentional about like ethically shopping and so yeah, to your point about like when birthdays come up, stuff like that. I know this past Christmas, I was like looking through Lululemon, like finding all these really great things of like, oh, I'm going to send this to my mother-in-law. I'll have her buy this. And um, my husband was like, uh, made some comment about how how Lululemon isn't ethically ethically sourced and I'm like no way I really thought their stuff was made in Vancouver and so I like went on online and yeah I saw that he was right it it is not an ethical brand and um so that is something that I feel very impressed upon like if I am to buy something I want it to be made with like very good materials I want it to be made uh by people who are receiving a fair wage and uh, I want it to be something that is going to last me a long time and goes beyond just like what is trendy. And so that's another rule I put in place of like, I'm not going to buy trendy items. I'm going to ask my husband first, like, do you think I should buy this? And if he thinks no, like that is definitely just something that's on trend or I'll ask you, then he's going to tell me no, like you shouldn't buy this. And so, um, yeah, so I will be implementing like some shopping again but with greater boundaries and I think that this is something that I don't want to just like end in a year I want this to be like a new lifestyle uh, of how I view shopping and so yeah that is that is what this next year will look like for me I love that because I think the Lord is using it in two different ways in our life and we're both this year, like focusing on contentment, which is so much fun, but we're doing it in a little bit different of ways. And so mm-hmm. that's, I'm so excited to talk about it next year and like how we do that. And 
I think it's going to be different for you too. You might, you know, maybe only need a month and you totally learn this or you don't need that at all. The Lord just convicts you and you're like, I'm ready to go. But the Lord knows each of us so intimately and personally. And so ask him what you need to do. And that's what we both did. You know, for me, I need another year. I need another year to focus on this because I'm just more inclined to just impulse do that and impulse buy. And my husband and I, you know, also have saving goals. So that's also, you know, really feeds into like, it's probably really good if I just continue on this train and I don't need anything. But um, I think the goals are for our heart. And so I knew for me after this year, I was like, I need a little more time. I need to do it more. There's still stuff that I want to root out that I want to do by abstaining from this versus that I don't think I can learn from participating in it, which versus for you, you can. And so it's going to look different for everybody. And we hope that you consider this, pray about it, give it a try. And we're excited to hear how that went. You can always DM us or things like that. We hope that it encouraged you. But we wanted to thank you for tuning in to our first episode. This has been a really exciting year. It's actually one of the reasons that we wanted to start the podcast. We were just talking about this so much during the year and we noticed, you know, some of our friends weren't and that maybe we can encourage other people to do some of these things. So mm-hmm. we're really excited that you tuned in on our first real episode. We are looking forward to you leaving um, comments or DMs of topics you'd like us to cover or things like yeah. that. Questions you want us to answer about this or something else. But if not, we'll see you next Monday. We're going to talk a little bit more about consumerism and how that developed over the year through not shopping our view of that. So hopefully you'll tune in next week and we'll see you then. Bye guys. Bye.